Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's News, where we highlight the crazy clown world each and every week. And please be sure to like and subscribe. This evening, I uh, just want to go ahead and introduce everyone. We have Ash, Think, Change, and Repeat in the background. Um, she's going to be keeping us on task tonight and producing the show. Then uh, we also have Keel. Say hey, Keel. Okay. Hey, Keel. So then hey, we Keel. have, and then we, <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have, have Ism Camp, Justin. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, Stella from Australia. G'day, y'all. <laughs> and uh, Ism Can is allegedly everyone's uh, America's sweetheart. We have Terry and Keel. Terry is, uh, you said hi already, right, Terry? He, did you say hi, Terry? Yeah, a little okay. now. Well, I... Terry from Canary. <laughs> and then everyone's sweetheart, which is, uh, no, I no, the Renaissance man, which is Keel. And then we have, yeah. And then me, Jackie, ATL uh, well, connector. But I don't know. I'm doing an awful job this evening just to start. Anyhow. Uh, we are going to go ahead and get started with Stella this evening, uh, as she has some follow-ups for us. Yeah, just a couple of little quick updates, because it's always kind of good to do that when you hear about a story. Um, a while back, uh, I was talking about the floods in Lismore, the New South Wales floods, and that got onto the council and the way that was all working and the change agent that had come to be the CEO of the council, the new guy, and uh, I took a massive dislike to him just instinctually. And then when I started digging, I realised there was something to that. Um, so in the past, he had been fired and contracts cut short from his last two appointments in two different councils. And it has happened again. So it's uh, he has now quit Lismore Council. Uh, due to not being able to get on and not being able to move forward and council raising objections about his misconduct, which is the common theme running through his history. Uh, so, yep, he's gone. Um, this is about the third or fourth CEO they've had in the council. So it's all a bit of a mess, really. But uh, I think it's possibly, possibly could have been by design. Maybe he's been done his job as a change agent, steered them in the right direction in the resilient kind of way, if you know what I mean. Uh, that's very WEF talk. Um, and perhaps I'll be following this guy. I'll be, I'll be keeping my eyes on what his next move is, where he gets appointed and how long he lasts. So that's that little update. Uh, much more importantly, um, update on the baby in New Zealand, the four-month-old little boy named Will who required emergency heart surgery and there was a lot of hoo-ha going on about not being able to have unvaccinated blood uh, requested for his transfusion, uh, despite being able to provide people willing to give. It all became very political. It became, it went to court. Uh, the court ruled that they were going to take temporary uh, custody of the child. The state was taking them, the, the child, uh, to have the surgery. But exactly what happened with the blood uh, is speculation, but 
if you can look at the follow-up videos uh, and read a bit of body language, which isn't real hard, uh, and hear what was being said. Uh, the parents did not look like doom and gloom parents to me. They looked like they were elated, very happy with whatever went on that they couldn't talk about. Um, so my guess is that uh, it might have gone well for them. Uh, probably the supporters and everything would have helped with their packards and the social media and all that support that would have come through. Um, I think probably common sense did prevail, but they're certainly not going to come out and say that because that will see, set a whole new precedence for people requiring uh, with discrimination and blood supplies. So hopefully it sounds like a happy ending to me, but uh, we may never know fully what really happened. Surprise. That's it for the updates. Any questions on that one or shall we move on? So the boy is fine though, right? He has apparently come through the surgery well uh, with flying colours. Uh, the elated parents were on the steps giving a little bit of an interview. It was quite obvious they couldn't say too much. Um, but yeah, that that I think that boy might have actually been one of twins. I didn't actually see that written anywhere, but she had a very young child she was holding a very young boy, that, well, child, that looked around about maybe four, I don't know, six months at the most. So I was thinking, hang on, how could she be holding a baby that's just had heart surgery? And then I realised they're not talking about this baby she's holding. They're talking about little Will, who's still back in the hospital. So I'm thinking, is that twins? That was, yeah, I don't know. I never, never saw that mentioned, but that's just, I digress. Okay. Yeah. So who knows, but it sounds like it came out okay if it was in fact factual in the first place <laughs> just an agenda well i hope he stays okay and you know yes. yeah all that jazz it could have just been a muscle flexing exercise we really don't know well hopefully it was just a genuine instance and everything's gonna be okay ignorance is bliss yeah <laughs> i hope I hope the Australian government and the health service down there takes note of the outrage that came out from that story and <clears throat> maybe they'll adjust their policies going forward. White pill kill. One can dream. Yeah. <laughs> and then Black Girl Stella comes in and says, well, I think it was actually part of the script personally. I think it was just another part of the playbook. Um, as a lot of the stuff is that we see on mainstream well, media, it's there for a reason. Monica I mean, Perez taught us that one. Worst case scenario, you know, no children were killed. Best case scenario, a child lived. Yeah. Yeah. I can be wholesome sometimes too. Yeah. You're the you're the so, most wholesome one out yeah. of the whole group, Justin. Well, you know what they call me, wholesomeism. That's, that's right. the wholesome that's the wholesome thing that we see straight in front of our face, but the ripple effect is much darker. <laughs> anyway. Just setting structure. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you for those updates, Stella. And um, if everyone is okay, we'll go ahead and move on to our next story, which will be um, told by Justin. So I promised the teaser last week. Um, so I'm not the best prepared, but we are going to include show notes um, to the man's actual uh, lawyer. Um, who is on YouTube, the civil rights lawyer, and he's just an excellent man doing the Lord's work out here. But um, <clears throat> my story is coming out of uh, West Virginia. 
um, lawsuit that was filed November 14th, 2022. Um, I am not sure off the top of my head when this actually happened, um, but from the Institute for Justice, uh, IJ.org, they are really just one of the best, best entities in the country where they take up pro bono cases of just the most egregious government overreaches and constitutional violations. Because usually, you know, I mean, the government has unlimited funds and manpower to fight you to the very end. And these law cases can easily cost millions upon millions of dollars. Um, so um, basically what happened, um, I'm just, it's just a four paragraph. So I'm going to just read the Institute for Justice article real quick. Uh, judges are not entitled to do whatever they want and the demand and the, the blah, 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 I'm sorry and then demand special treatment just because they happen to wear a robe at work but that's exactly what happened in Raleigh County West Virginia so during divorce proceedings between Matthew Gibson and his ex-wife uh, Raleigh County Family Court Judge L Luis Goldston personally forced her way into Matthew's home to search for items that were in dispute Goldson, accompanied by Matthew's ex-wife and the ex-wife's attorney, um, I also believe that she brought the court bailiff with her as well, uh, because when you're violating someone's uh, constitutional uh, you know, rights, you want to have someone with a gun standing by you, uh, usually, usually pretty, pretty good pretty practice. Good practice. Um, uh, so the ex-wife uh, attorney, and then among others, including said bailiff, uh, they walked barefoot through the house, ordering Matthew's ex-wife to seize DVDs, yearbooks, and pictures off the wall. Some of the items didn't even belong to the ex-wife, and when Matthew tried to record the encounter, the judge threatened him with arrest, which is, um, I mean, uh, you're legally allowed to record government officials doing basically anything, anywhere, unless it's in some sort of restricted access area, like think you know courtrooms or like you know private offices things like that um so not being able to record on your government officials in your own property on your own property no sorry that does not fly um so goldston was ultimately censored and fined and roundly condemned by the west virginia high court for violating the state's code of judi judicial conduct um so lawyers and judges they are held to much higher standards, especially judges. I mean, like attorneys, you know, you can't even do anything that someone could perceive as being illegal because they're just held to that higher standard. They're an officer of the court. So now take that, multiply it by a hundred, and that's that's judges. Um so uh but 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 so they were sued for these egregious violations of his privacy and free speech. Um, Goldson argued that she was not liable, even if she had violated the Constitution. And I've been teasing, you know, qualified immunity for a while. Now we have judicial immunity. Um, so even if she had violated the Constitution by invoking a court-made doctrine called judicial immunity, judicial immunity, as the name suggests, shields judges from liability only for things they do in the roles as judges. Goldston argued that she was entitled to judicial immunity's special protections for leading a search party through the Matthews home. But judicial immunity is reserved for judicial actions, and searching someone's home is not a judicial act. Basically, what they're saying is, 
judges aren't supposed to be doing this regardless of whatever else happens in the courtroom. Uh, their power stops and ends in, the, in that courtroom. Um, just like police officers cannot act like judges, judges cannot act like police officers. The trial court correctly recognized that uh, this principle and denied Goldston judicial immunity for her actions. Nonetheless, Goldston is now appealing the, that decision to the fourth U.S. Circuit Court of Court of Appeals, and on appeal, Matthew is teaming up with the Institute for Justice to protect important constitutional guarantees by holding judges accountable. And it's just like I don't think most people realize the amount of power judges in America hold. Um, they can basically hold you in contempt of court for, I mean, basically indefinitely. Uh, they can issue fines, jail, you know, restraining orders, uh, everything. So, and it's, it's, it's kind of the boys club, you know, government employees are going to protect government employees. So seeing this insanely egregious uh, violation um, actually get struck down on judicial immunity is, I mean, I, I wouldn't have any hope if it wasn't. But um, that's basically the story. Um, I'll link the Institute for Justice uh, uh, article as well as um, the civil rights uh, lawyer uh, if Terry doesn't mind me adding extra show notes to him. It's just a quick link. Certainly not. No, that, it, it's really good news. Um, I, I want to ask a question. You might not know the answer to this, but... I get a bit confused with the American system between the sort of like the state judicial bodies and the federal judicial bodies. So was this only in, uh, ruled on by a federal court because it was a constitutional matter? Or can you take all state things up to a federal court if you really want to? So the it's it really depends on, yeah, whether it's state or federal um typically if it's a state matter then it will go up to the supreme court of that state um which i mean are typically pretty corrupt in of themselves but nowhere near as corrupt as the the federal court but yeah it's constitutional violations and stuff like that actually um and you can you can appeal all the way up to the u.s supreme court if you if you get that far right <clears throat> so and I wouldn't be surprised if she tries to take it that far. And I would have to assume that we're paying for her lawyer's defense. Uh, if if she's the accused, we are. But if she's filing an appeal, she'll probably she probably has to get her own lawyer for that, right? I have to assume that they have some sort of insurance, you know, benefit. Um, because imagine how many people are going to try and, you know, sue a judge just because, you know, uh, they found them guilty when they were guilty or something. Um, and that's actually why they created judicial immunity so that like, if you, let's say you're the judge of a murder trial and, um, the prosecution, you know, nails the guy to the board, even though he's innocent. And then he gets, you know, judge sentences him to, you know, prison, life in prison. Um, so since there's judicial immunity, um, they aren't able to be held liable for, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have to assume that their union, I'm sure she's in a union. I have to assume that union is paying for defense. Oh. 
I can't say I haven't looked that far into it, but that would that's my assumptions. Kind of yeah. like cops, you know, they get uh, union attorneys uh, for free. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, it's quite amazing. This judge thought she was entitled to sort of go searching through somebody's house just because she was a judge. I mean, it's it's quite incredible, really. Uh, I, I think it, as you say, Justin, it shows you what they think they can get away with because they, you know, there's no not much comeback they get. Right, and it, I mean, they're the power that they have, and um, what's funny is the bailiff was like, "I'd do it again." Like, I know that it's even like after they were told that they can't do that, he said that like, "Y'all do it again." So there's yeah they they really think that they are god yep well that seems to be a common theme yeah well you know no one's more um proud of themselves than government officials yeah say that surgeons well they is she a government (laughs) official or is she a state (laughs) official i'm sorry is she a government official or is she technically a state official? Is she appointed by the state or the um it's a divorce uh proceeding, so I have to assume she assume she resides over a state court. Yeah, that would so, be a state thing. Yeah. But yeah, say so that was about all I have for you guys. Okay. You can actually watch um the video. Um on YouTube uh, from the civil rights lawyer.com and it's terribly depressing, but she doesn't get immunity for it. So white pill in the end. So that is a white pill. Yay. Tweet, tweet at me. If you have any more questions about it. (laughs) At union unknowns. Is that what they want you to tweet at you? Yes, ma'am. And our, our social media manager will inform me and I'll jump on there. Um, okay, I think we have uh, this judge will send us some hate mail, Justin. I'm sorry, no, yeah. we don't want to keep claiming hate mail for Justin. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not going to come because we just don't want it. If it's, America's if it's, sweetheart can't get hate mail. So. If it's going to come, it's it's gonna it's gonna be natural. Send some yeah. love mail. Um. Okay, so our nuclear fusion story, which I think is Keel. Yes. Yes, you can throw away all of your lithium batteries now and, you know, forget about that solar panel you have on your roof because we've solved all the energy problems. U.S. Department of Energy officials announced today that they have uh, successfully run a nuclear fusion reaction long enough to create a little over uh, one megajoule of energy, which was about enough to boil two and a half gallons of water. So we're, we're done. We finished it. We got it. No more energy problems. Right. It's going to be, a, we'll probably have, you know, a, a, fusion, a fusion generator box you can buy at Walmart next week. Well, that's, that's kind of the thing. Cause when I first saw the article and I started imagining that this was happening and it, it honestly terrifies me. The government having control of that much power, like, yeah. like, they just the if you believe they dropped nuclear bombs on in on Japan, 
I mean, just think of the amount of energy that that exceeded. And now we're magnitudes above that. That is world ending technology. Does this mean that they cured climate change? uh, And now we no longer have that trying to Mm. rule and control us? That's exactly what this means. Mm. Precisely. And then also, (laughs) if then they would make gasoline illegal and then you know they're gonna feed you electricity based on how how good you are yep they'll have a they'll have a smart meter that looks at your social credit score and you only get enough energy to to you know boil one pot of water if you're you know posting anti-government memes online all the time but uh you know in reality yeah but you'll have to You'll have to be Mr. Fusion and your DeLorean. So right. You'll yes. be okay. Mr. Fusion. We all need to have a compliant uh, person Keel in the house. Keelan and I were chatting about this earlier on, and I, I was somewhat skeptical of this announcement because I'm old enough to remember many similar announcements through the years where people have claimed fantastic breakthroughs in nuclear fusion. Nuclear yeah. fusion research has been going on since the 1950s. And mm-hmm. they're always just on the brink. Yes, we just need another week or two <laughs> and a bit there. more, a few more yep. dollars, and it's all going to be great. Um, and it never quite, <laughs> yeah, never quite comes to pass. And I also made the point to Kill that I'm not sure the powers that that shouldn't be would actually like widespread nuclear fusion because it is potentially a very cheap and widely available energy. It would kind of solve the energy crisis overnight. Uh, I'm not sure they'd be too keen on that, really, because, you know, the fact that we're reliant on energy from them is part of their control system. So uh, uh, you're absolutely so right. So we'll see. Yep. Uh, Stella, what do, you, what do you have a question? Sorry, I'm not sure if I might have missed a detail, but are you sort of saying that basically they're proposing that there's a possibility that in the future the driverless cars might be powered with little nuclear batteries in each one? No, they wouldn't do that. I mean, <laughs> a plant. But yeah, that would be pretty cool if you could do that. <laughs> Have a, I'm just thinking about the car accidents of the future, you know, it takes out a whole yeah. country. Whoops. <laughs> just, oh. The fire department isn't just going to come out with sawdust to throw on the gasoline that's leaked all over. <laughs> the shouldn't have let grandma drive the car. <laughs> yeah. You know, I you didn't know. think about that with like, them making gasoline illegal because then they're really just pushing you towards the electric vehicle where they're going to control where you can and can't go and then oh well it's not safe or there's some other pandemic and there's some other thing to just continue to like wipe away at your rights and it's like where does it stop where does it stop and that is the thing that people i've been asking this since i was in my 20s when they've created these outrageous laws Oh, because it's, oh, it's like always this fear to get people to give in. And the people love, people are infatuated and love fear. If they it's had always. more faith and love God more, it would be a completely different world. But they live off of fear and like how the government who wants to replace God is like coming in to try to like be your savior. Get out of here. That was the whole same thing when it came to Trump and now Elon Musk and all these other people who are like, oh, 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 they're my savior. They're coming to save us. Uh, it's no. always. It's always the same playbook. There always has to be the caped crusader, like we were talking about with Monica. There always has to be that 
little hope thing that they dangle. Even the hope is controlled. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, it's okay, dudes, here's your hope. Don't worry, we got this. Sit back, take your popcorn, you know, whatever. Inject your popcorn. Um, <clears throat> it's always the same. It's always yeah. about health and safety. Well, and you asked, oh, damn, you asked, we can't look after ourselves. Jackie asked, where does this end? And I do have an answer. It is with you in a box car. In a box car? Yeah. Like box. the box car. The box oh. car children? No, like it, the Nazi reference. Oh, on the way to Yeah. The one way trip. Exactly. The the one way I guess I'm the only one watching dank libertarian memes, so forgive me. Box well, you... is a pretty old term for a train carriage. Yeah. Yeah. Some people might not know. <laughs> but um Yeah, so it's once once this story got posted, I started looking because I was like, you know, obviously this isn't real. Um and uh this guy I'm sorry. Fainting gay, you're basically saying, right? Right. So yeah. I I started scrolling down the Twitter post. Uh, and uh, this guy Angelo Angeli Angeli uh, said, after watching this video, I have no idea what this is about or why it's important. You've spent billions on the science on this since the 60s, and for <laughs> no reason you can explain to the public, and you want a lot more money. That's my takeaway. And that perfect comment. My my comment. Yeah. Can I, yeah. can I add a technical note for some of our, our listeners or watchers? Uh, well, nuclear fusion, they're talking about the same reaction that basically powers hydrogen bombs, uh, fusion bombs, yeah. only in a, obviously, hopefully, a somewhat more controlled manner, <laughs> so you can get the energy out more slowly and more con in a more controlled way. Uh, it's fiendishly difficult because you have to heat um hydrogen or isotopes of hydrogen to ridiculously high temperatures and try and contain it all in one place um it's it's the it's the power source that powers the sun the right. sun's got a big advantage and that has a huge great gravitational field to hold everything in place and we don't have that down here so it's always proved devilishly difficult to get any energy out of this thing what uh, this announcement that Kiel was saying, uh, they claim to have got some, normally you put more energy in than you get out. Uh, and But Kiel's saying on this occasion, they're claiming to have got some sort of gain out of it. But I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. Yeah, they so probably we'll just see. need another... I'm not holding my breath. They just need another five or six trillion and then, yep, they'll be much closer. Mm -hmm. It just funnels, aren't they? Just yeah, like they're, they're, they're pissed. They're pissed off that Ukraine's getting all this money, so now they got to throw. <laughs> like, if you're giving out all this money, look at what we can do. Look at how high I can jump. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Kielto. No, I was, <clears throat> I was gonna say the uh, the the new thing about this story that they claim is that it's a significant amount of of gained energy, and I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot to us, but it's, you know, if what they're saying is true. Then it's a lot compared to past experiments. Look at you trusting the science. I'm just saying that's, <laughs> that's what they've said. So we'll just have to wait and see if in the next 50 years they manage to yeah. pull it off or not. Who knows? I suspect in, in two or three decades ago, oh my God, we forgot to carry this one. <laughs> um, can I just, uh, while we're on the uh -huh. subject of nukes, are you right? Can I? 
Yeah, just quickly while we're on the subject of nukes there, I just, I'm curious as to why it is that uh, after a nuclear bomb goes off, particularly like Hiroshima and Fukushima, uh, Nagasaki, um, which happened three days after Hiroshima, and no one's allowed, you know, to go there or whatever. And yet now, uh, they're talking about 25,000 years of radiation, all that sort of stuff. And I've got to keep away. And now it's like tourism's, you know, come back. It's all safe, blah, blah. So why is that? If anyone can answer that, I'd be, you know, and because give me a decent answer. The radiation doesn't linger like it's, like you think it does. Like they said it did. Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know who said 25,000 years. But well, the, I don't know if it's twenty five thousand, but there's some reports of certain things that linger for twenty five thousand. There's a there's a scale there are table. Half lives of that long, but the way, that gets sprayed out by a by a nuke um, is is more dangerous than the immediate blast. Uh, and then there's a fallout, but then you know it's it doesn't take that long for you to be able to come out. You just have to be careful about getting dust and stuff on you that's been sitting there you know because you can kind of you can kind of wash the radiation away over time but it doesn't take you know thousands of you years wash it away where does it end up where does anything end up you know I think there's any fish down still alive. In the oil and the water <laughs> and i think there's a lot more questions than there it, it depends yeah. it feels right it depends on the the, the atoms that are created there's some have very short half-lives and some have much longer ones so um. yeah the, the the material the fissionable material that you use in the bomb is what you know creates the the radiation there's certain bombs they make that generate just radiation basically like the explosion isn't that big but the radiation yep. that comes spewing out is tremendous. Yeah, and once they found that um, yeah. technology that they were able to like fourfold it or something in the same yeah. cobalt space or whatever something like that they add yeah. to the to the mixture. I just find it um, amazing that uh, after such huge blasts that supposedly destroyed everything, that it's okay to cruise back mm -hmm. and you know it's all safe, and you know has been for a while. <laughs> it's not just like now. Anyway, just a point of thought. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live there. That's for sure. So, <laughs> Trust science. You know, that's what they say. <laughs> okay. okay. Yep. So are on. we moving on to the next story? <laughs> that was an awkward pause. Uh, Kiel, can you check your uh, comments, please? Um, oh, we are on to the DeSantis story, which I believe is our magnificent and marvelous Terry Canary. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, there's some. There was some interesting oh, I think that was, COVID yeah. developments. Oh well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. You're right. No, you're right. Um, Interesting COVID developments this week. We've had Senator Ron Johnson's roundtable uh, on the um, COVID vaccines, and he's had all the the kind of usual suspects from the, um, uh, the the what we might call the COVID denier medical people and scientists like McCulloch and Malone and uh, Ryan Cole and all those sort of people um, talking about the dangers of the jabs uh, um, and the other very interesting thing um, so I've kind of 
bringing two stories together at once. Governor DeSantis, our favorite anti-Covidian um, politician in America, has announced a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines, in particular Pfizer and Moderna's ones. So who knows if anything's going to come out of it, but, you know, and maybe DeSantis is a bit of a, you know, he's not all he seems, but he's been doing a lot of good stuff and I, I've got a lot of time for him. And he's got this, he's got that really cool um, uh, medical guy. I think that he's called the Surgeon General, isn't he, in Florida, the Ladapo guy who's, who's really speaking out against it as well. So if anything comes of this, it will be fantastic. You know, it's, it looks like the first court case that might have some um, some action against the vaccine manufacturers. I don't know how much their protection is gonna is gonna save them. You know, because they they're pretty well covered by things like the Prep Act and um, uh, uh, and the 1986 Act uh, as well, which uh, protects them from liability. So I don't know how far he's going to get, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Is there, well, does anyone know, by the way, over there in the states? You know, grand jury is 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 supposed to be something kind of people talk about it as like the fourth arm of government. I mean, well, does it yeah, have so, a lot of powers? Yeah. So a grand jury is basically um, when they want to indict someone, like on felony or something, like let's say they're going to charge you with you know second or first degree murder, um, they actually get a grand jury together. Like it's just like they're picked from the regular jury pool, uh, but for grand jury, and then they're basically a group. I think it's like ten or twelve people. Uh, I could be a wrong, wrong. It's been a long time, uh, but basically, yeah, it's just a got bunch of people in a back room and a prosecuting attorney. Um, just like, okay, look at all of this evidence that we have for you, um, proving that they're not innocent. Um, damn well knowing that you can't prove innocence. Um, so it's a really one-sided system where just the prosecutors gets to make their pitch. Um, uh, yeah, so they have quite a bit of power. Yeah, I, I think they have quite wide-ranging subpoena powers as well, can't they? So they can call quite a lot of people. Well, the so when they're doing like um, uh, trial and they got to like subpoena, like you know, say you're a witness to the crime, um, that's just the judge that issues that. Right. But so thinking about it though, I think the best situation that could happen because I told myself like, you know, what would happen if that they actually won is that I think the best case scenario would be that. They find them liable, and then they appeal into the federal government and say, you know, like, the, this is uh, unconstitutional or, you know, we have this law. And then the federal government would surely 100% try and uphold that. But there is nothing stopping DeSantis from saying, I don't care what the federal court says. Um, if you're going to do business in this state, then you're, you know, you're liable for these fines. And at that point, if they could basically arrest anyone in Pfizer um, that was in the state of Florida, like, I mean, like high-level high executives and stuff, that would be the best-case scenario. I doubt it would happen, yeah. but that would – but that's what we need. <laughs> that's what we need to be able to separate state and federal powers, just someone say, 
go fuck yeah. yourself. And DeSantis actually did that during the election. Um, the federal government wanted to have poll watchers in there and uh, uh, voting station. He said, no, if, you know, if they show up, they will yeah. be arrested. I probably yeah. had poll dancers. Yeah, I love that. And so I don't know if oh, he's no. real or not, but if he is like <laughs> the things that could be done. He certainly says a lot of good stuff and he's done a lot of good stuff. You know, you can only judge people by, by that, can't you? Well, and yeah. it, what one of his biggest critiques is is you know um, his seemingly support for like tiny hat um, things, uh, but maybe maybe Israel, he just like he just likes Israel. Yeah, he's also he's yeah. also a Cape Crusader. Absolutely. Let's see where he let's see where he leads the the pack. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean. Uh, Slightly off topic, but talking about Israel, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, it reminds me of um, Jordan Peterson, who I've got a lot of time for, apparently had a bit of a cringeworthy interview with Netanyahu, uh, where he would, he didn't ask any awkward questions about Palestine or anything like that. He was just saying how great he was, I think. I don't know if anyone saw that. It sounds awful. <laughs> I did not. The only, the only interview of his I watch is every now and then. I'll go back and watch his uh, interview where that uh, lady's just constantly like, so what you're saying is, and then say the opposite of whatever he ever <laughs> yeah. said. The British uh, journalist from Channel 4, that's fantastic, yeah. Yes, I'm sir. Sure. <laughs> really, really good. I watch it doesn't get old. Time as well. Yeah, it's, it's just a good watch. Just, you know, a lesson in humility. I haven't seen the uh, Netanyahu interview. I have to look out for that one. Could you pop that in the show notes or something, maybe? on discord yeah I, I i haven't watched it myself i've just heard about i, I couldn't bear watching it to be honest because <laughs> it, apparently he was just so he was just sort of sucking up to him so much and not uh, asking any right. difficult questions at all it's okay. I, I can be upsetting really i can barely listen to ben shapiro like i'll probably have to put a bullet in my head trying to listen to that guy <laughs> Yeah, well, Monica um, is doing the Jordan Peterson readout with uh, the Vixen, sorry, whatever they're called, the other lady that she's doing it with. But uh, she has called him out as deep state as well, so it's interesting. Yeah, voluntary Vixen, that's right. Um, She's called Peterson out as deep state as well, but, that you know, she hasn't thrown the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Right. Um, Oh, yeah, there's no doubt that. He's got to use a discernment, you know. There's no doubt that 12 Rules for Life has helped countless amount of especially just like young men that are kind of mm. lost in the culture yeah i i genuinely yeah. believe that jordan peterson has a very strong heart for that and he's genuine about it um whatever else he does i don't know that's all i've seen of him really looked authentic well, yeah, well on that note i think we're about to move to stella from australia Stella, yeah, well, what you got hanging for us over there? It's quite a disturbing story, actually, speaking about authenticity. Um, you've probably you may have heard about the shooting that took place in Queensland uh, on Monday. It was around about 4.30 in the afternoon. Um, I actually do have someone, a close source that lives about 20 minutes away from where it happened. It's a very tiny little town, about 100 population, something like that. 
Um, so yeah, I'm going to be keeping my ears open for what comes out from that source in the future. But so far, what's happened was there was apparently a missing person that uh, report that came through and police, a couple of police went round just, you know, doing their duty of checking on being caring police and checking on um, a missing person. And they, it ended up with six people dead, um, two of them pol police officers. Uh, uh, one was injured and another one, two got away, two were killed. But I find it extremely um, disturbing in probably a different way than most people do because I'm seeing very much an agenda in all this, very much. Um, I've watched many, many reports about this. I think when we're at where we are at, I mean, you don't have to be a soothsayer to predict where this is going to go. Um, because at the moment with the timing, what's happening is um, basically conspiracy theorists are being completely demonised. Uh, another facet of it is winning back public sympathy for police. Uh, after what we've just been through, there's a lot of police hatred here at the moment. <laughs> but we all know how short the public memory is. Um, and they're pulling this stunt, which is just being for milk to the max, you know, um, as far as sympathy for the police goes. But um, I've been listening to a lot of the language um, um, you know, in one report, the word sacrifice came up three times. Um, there's all sorts of numbers also coming through. I mean, not, not that I'm a numerologist or anything, but I do notice patterns with this stuff that comes through. I'm also noticing the actors, um, the people that are bringing the reports on a regular basis, um, the language that they're using, um, uh, the, I don't really want to say crocodile tears because, you know, I, I do believe there's a possibility that these police officers maybe were killed. I'm not sure if they even exist. Um, there's there's other things that I see too. They're, they're both really gorgeous looking people. There's, you know, the picture that they show of the young constable that was killed. He's, he's there and he's holding puppies. You know, there's all this stuff that they use, like um, PR. <laughs> it's just when, when you see lots of it all put together, I mean, you can't help but wonder if there's something else going on behind the scenes. Anyway, the three assailants that were in, in this house that was in the middle of nowhere that even some people who lived in the town didn't even know these people were there. Um, this guy has been linked to um, lots of social media posts, um, pretty much the same kind of stuff we talk about. Nothing really out there, um, but it's all being presented as mental illness, this guy has a pathological hatred for police and authority. Um, he was tied up with the education system, but uh, left the employment at the end of last year, basically because he there was a jab mandate. Uh, so the whole anti-vax thing is thrown in here as well. Um, it has been repeatedly put forward in the language that uh, the two police, they didn't have a chance at getting out. They just didn't have a chance these killings were execution style. Uh, they were on the driveway injured and the assailant came out and shot them in cold blood, point blank. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that people, no, I just don't believe it. This guy was a, a teacher for many years. He was like a, a much loved, much respected, gentle. Kids loved him. He made a big difference in schools, kind of really nice guy. 
and then they just describing how his what's the word decline uh decline like mental illness decline started happening he had a heart attack um that was involved somehow recently it's just today come out that there's some indigenous um blood in him or i guess yeah maybe in all three of them i don't know so that this angle is coming in as well um the commissioner for police stood up and she's she's made a very on the edge of tears speech which mm -hmm. again i'm sort of getting into the crocodile sort of tear thing here because i didn't really see any uh, she had this croaky voice that she kept kind of putting on with different interviews that I watched. Um, in the past, I really don't recall police. I, I'm, police have died in the past at different times, but I don't recall this much like full on over the topness of emotion coming from police like this. Normally, they're quite up, you know, upright and rigid, even in tragedy. But this is like, oh, we're on the edge, we're falling apart, and of course, you know, the the public. Uh, if you want to make a difference, go out and go up to a police officer and tell them what a great job they're doing. Give them some support. This is where we're at. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But unhinged conspiracy theorists is pretty much at the height of the agenda here. Uh, yeah, look, I could go on forever about this, but someone else well, have a chance yeah, to say something. They, they said that in the... In the sorry, uh, um, I, I sort of looked at some of the stuff you posted there, and this is a weird story. I mean, um, perhaps you can come back on this in a minute, but it, uh, I wondered if it was normal to send four police officers to... They said it was like a routine check on a missing person, and yet they sent four officers to this place, and apparently they accessed the property by climbing over the fence, not going up and knocking on the door. So, so it sounded a bit Waco to me, um and and then uh as you say this execution style executions I, I don't believe that at all and then they're saying that one the missing person was one of the perps so the one of the people that were doing these executions was the pe person they were looking for as a missing person the whole thing is just sounds crazy to me but is it normal to send so many police officers to one missing person's call like that do you think in in America, one hundred percent. That's without a doubt. Oh yeah, well yeah. They, well, they I think there's the door down and shooting everyone. <laughs> there's something we're missing here. Some part of the story that we're not getting. So, the reason why they sent four police officers must uh, there there could have been. <clears throat> I, we can only speculate because obviously it didn't have that in the article. But uh, I would say if if the the person there is missing. Is, is somebody that they think is dangerous, but they think they might be at this house. Maybe they would send more police officers, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're getting the whole story here. I, have... I, I think there's more to it. It's not just a straight up missing persons check. They were saying, yeah. making it out like a routine check. I right. have... yeah, before, before I address those things, I just want to hear what Justin's got to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, I just have a theory. Um, this, this sounds like to a T like a drug deal gone bad. Government and bad guys. Oh, okay. Exactly. That's interesting. It's like, I think they, yeah. they, they, maybe the police knew they were approaching a drug house. They didn't know the guy was necessarily going to be there, but they sent four guys anyway. And sure enough, the guys oh. inside are all strapped theory, and ready to go. So 
my theory is well, that the it, cops yeah. were yeah. probably selling drugs to oh. <laughs> no, I think I think the police were doing something nefarious, yeah, and they're trying and to then, cover it up. Yeah, and then the police is like, oh my god, we can't have like the people know about this. This would damn mm. our reputation. So yeah. then they just try to cover up on what uh, you know their side. It is, it is curious that the missing person was one of the assailants, so I'll just give you a little bit of history there that I have managed to find, if it's true. Um, apparently, he's been missing for a number of, about 12 months at least. Um, I believe it was when he left the employment of the educational system. Um, he, well, yeah, because of the vax mandate thing. He apparently, um, well, they keep saying things like he went off the grid, right? Mm. I, I, they, they're pushing things towards preppers too, and I'll explain that in a sec. Anyway, this guy went off the grid, but he was still in contact with family members. So it's like, okay, so he's not a missing person, right? Who he went and lived missing? in a. No. That's another good yeah, question. But anyway, he, he went he went missing, sort of, but he was living in Dubbo, so he wasn't really missing. And then he went off the grid again, and then he turned up in this place where he is. He was in Queensland. Um, now, he was accompanied with his brother and a, a woman called Stacy. So this guy, I can't remember his actual name. Uh, he was married to this woman, Stacy, and then apparently the brother had started having a relationship. So they're trying to sort of muddy this sort of like these, oh, these weird kooky people. So there's that. Also, they've, they've pushed things like they're in, they're in army fatigues, um, that they, they knew the police were um approaching like a very very remote place very out in sticks in the middle of nowhere there were surveillance cameras set up all along the approach so that they knew the police were coming um so there was that and it's like well how would they know the police were coming because if the police were coming to check out a missing person how would they know the police were coming to check out a mission like why would the would the police just ring ahead and say hey we're coming out to check out if you're missing uh, that just doesn't make sense to me it's why like, would they know they were coming well, it makes look on the door for goodness sake i mean you know they, if they're saying they're not suspecting any you know that there was any dangerous situation just go up and knock on the flipping door i mean yeah this is it, this is that, the terminology they they he fell off the grid fell off the grid okay um, another weird thing was the media tried to interview the father, which I suspect may possibly have been the person that put the missing person report forward, if that's what happened. But the weird thing was that there was this shot of going into this garage with the father next to the car, and they didn't blur out the number plate, which I thought was very odd because they always blur out number plates. So there's me looking a little bit deeper into symbology. <laughs> what message are they trying to convey there? What, like I was looking at the number plate, I couldn't really make sense of it, but maybe it makes sense to somebody. You know how they, they send messages to each other? Those, they, like I'm going real deep here, okay? Yeah. They it, do that. There are symbolisms. Sounds like Ruby Ridge that happened up here. Yeah, They wanted this guy already for some infraction and he yeah. didn't agree with it and he left and yeah. uh so then they they blew the whole thing out of proportion and went up there with guns drawn or something and the, now, the now they're trying to make it, it might have been like, just like uh yeah, yeah. anyway it might have been just like um, that in the you know this the, these guys didn't know they were police 
and thought they were being attacked yeah trying to defend themselves right who knows exactly some of the posts that have come out of the media are things that we talk about things like you know um beware that you know that it's really the jesuits behind this and um it's uh all you know how port arthur was a false flag to disarm the nation that kind of thing so that's the sort of thing he was talking about it's nothing really outrageous in the conspiracy world or the truth of world or whatever the heck you want to call us uh, the, the critical thinking world let's say um so different theories about it's all stuff that is, <laughs> well happening. the the official story makes about as much sense as 9-11 or the paul pelosi being hammered story oh thanks. and that what, kills cage on that i have a feeling it's <laughs> gonna be big news for you know a couple of weeks maybe and then you know no one's ever gonna talk about it or think about it ever again yeah, well, I just want to leave you with this. I mean, the thing that they're attacking is sovereign citizenship. The narrative. Yeah, they're they're attacking yeah, these yeah. people that call themselves like sovereign citizens well. and that are anti-law and anti-establishments, and they're calling us, and you know, people like us. Theory. Yeah, and people like us, we're called mm. we're we're being called outliers. Outliers. That's the message. That's the label we've been given, apparently. So. Uh, they're not going to forget it. They've made very clear they're not going to forget it, and there's going to be some very heavy uh, surveillance online in this community. So that's the message that they've sort of left us with at this point. And mental illness. That sounds about right. All the usual stuff. Yeah, well, the, so, we've yep. we've known the federal government records every single thing we do for how many decades now? Like it, this is all nothing new to us Americans. Like that's just you know Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, this is all about damage control for the last couple of years with the police as well. I mean, it's multifaceted as it always is, these agenda things. But um, a lot of it is about damage control. The police want to get their respect back and their control back because they've really lost it. It'll it'll be interesting to see if we ever get an update from that because... This is not the end of this, I can guarantee it. Well, keep us updated on that. (laughs) Thank you, Stella. Yeah. And then who's, th- who's next? I think we got Jackie. I am up. next. The ATL right. connector connecting <laughs> the ATL. So I was going to do a story on BlackRock, but then after this and my rant about like where does it stop, I figured I'd move on to this story about. Uh oh. Gracie was whining for some reason. Okay. Transaction decline charge. Transaction decline. Charge decline restricted card. Customer bank does not allow this card to be used at this type of merchant. So credit card companies reportedly blocking firearm purchases. Gun rights advocates warn that a new change to the credit card industry to add a firearm and ammunition specific merchant category code, which is MCC for gun stores, wasn't about tracking guns necessarily, but could lead to the denial of lawful firearm purchases by law-abiding citizens. They, uh, in September, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, also they would adopt the MCC code to categorize sales at gun shops. Months later, several social media posts of alleged gun stores and customers claimed they experienced card issues. Twitter account Battleclock Tactical tweeted fire federal firearms license and a 
Facebook group share this. Looks like the Doomers accurately called how the that new firearms merchant code would go down. So basically, the individuals, the merchant processors are now moving in. It goes back to coding, right? So they're moving in and they are declining credit card charges for guns, which basically, to be honest with you, it's just like, whatever. Okay. Now you're just going to have to be forced to have to purchase them in person with cash at firearm stores. It's kind of like the, um, cannabis, right? You have to pay for that cash. You cannot use credit card. So now you're just going to use, uh, cash to purchase your gun. You just go to the ATM, withdraw cash out, and then take that and purchase your weapon with that along with the ammunition and stuff like that. But they're really just trying to limit people's ability to be able to gather, uh, to be able to purchase guns and, and, and ammunition. Now the alternate side of that is what if they're, what if it's the lobbyists for the guns <laughs> stores that are coming in and saying that they're wanting this to be able to be put in. So that way we can't purchase cheaper stuff online. <laughs> All right. So back up, who is initiating these restrictions? The merchant processors, which is like Visa, MasterCard, American Express. And, and they're just doing it because they don't like guns or is, is there some and I mean, allegedly, according to the story on the Free Thought Project, it's because they don't like guns. I suspect that these are banks that have ESG goals of which, you know, like buying and selling firearms is probably not real big on there for public people. Yeah, that could very well be. So is this across the whole nation or just in certain yeah, states? It'd be across the whole nation because it's the credit card processors. So... Yeah. All right. Well, I'm taking cash. Well, uh, the I gun suppose if yeah. you pay for your gun with pay, I suppose if you pay for your gun with PayPal, they might end up finding you ten thousand dollars. You could use uh, your debit card to your bank instead. Well, and it was probably it did say that. Yeah, it was probably a few months ago when um, I actually remember seeing just loads of news that the credit card companies were creating this merchant category. And um, all the gun advocates were like, we need to stop this now. Like, this isn't going to go anywhere good. Mm -hmm. And then the merchant company is like, look, we can't see what you're buying. Like, all it says is like, you know, uh, firearm stores. No, we but that's bullshit because it's like medical guns. Maybe you're buying, maybe you're just buying a backpack here. No, uh, it's like, it goes back to medical billing. What are they billing you for? Right. That's so exactly what it is. Now and it's the slippery slope were there 100%. Yeah. There's going to be always ways around it and there's going to be merchant processors that aren't going to give a shit and have a way to get through it. But as credit card companies were rolling out the new code in mid September, national suit shooting sports foundation lawyer, Lawrence Keen explained it was never about gathering data to aid in law enforcement. It is, and always has been a concerted effort to pressure credit card companies to deny lawful purchases of firearms put every single gun purchase on a watch list so that's what i'm saying where does it stop where does it stop so the government's like oh we're not restricting your second amendment rights we're not restricting that we're these are private companies they have the choice to do whatever they want no. 
No, okay, but 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 you don't know about the government politicians that are putting the pressure on these private organizations behind the scenes because best believe a merchant processor makes money based off of every single transaction. Mm -hmm. So they are limiting how much income they're actually going to be making based off of, off of the sales of firearms, bullets, of uh, a firearm bag, whatever it is that they're going to be coding this MCC. So that's cha-ching, 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 depleting out of their bank accounts. So all these companies that are going to be, oh, I want to be ESG friendly. Wah, wah, wah. They're going to end up <laughs> hopefully falling into bankruptcy because uh, they are, you know, ESGing themselves into death. Well, and it would be interesting That's to know which mean. which companies actually declined the card, because um, uh, I haven't seen it said anywhere. But that would be one of those things that would be good to put on blast. Uh, I don't know why not. I, I mean, know why not? Why because these woke people who have all these, you know, uh, woke party farms to destroy and people. It very uh, well put could on be blast all the time. It very huh? well could be the credit card of like a 19 year old and the credit card knows that he's not 19. Uh, so they put a like firearm. Well, that he's not 21. It. Yeah. So maybe that's <laughs> one of those th like, because there's, there's never like a ton of like context or like actual proof besides just a picture of the screen, which yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it should, we should be doing it, but it's, it does feel like we're missing a little something because there's people buying millions of firearms at least hundreds ten yeah. thousand many we sell a lot of firearms every day and i've I only know. seen the story pop up if a couple they, of times. Uh, can i just say if they are actually doing it the problem they're gonna have is they're gonna give a lot of impetus to the cash economy they're going to generate this huge black and gray market and mm -hmm. and what they you know if if we believe klaus and his plans what they really want is they want everyone buying things digitally so that they can replace it all with the digi dollar. So I can, generating a cash economy is a lot. Bitcoin or cash. Unless, unless now they're going to start get. So I'm going to bring the civil assets story uh, forfeiture next week. Um, I, I said I was going to do it a long time ago, but I'm going to do it. But basically, all the cops need to do is say like, why do you have $800 uh, in your pocket cash? You look like a drug dealer to me. And then uh, they'll seize the money. And the flip side to that is they'll start showing up to people's houses saying like, sir, we noticed that you bought this uh, gun with a cash only. Why is that? Seems a little suspicious to us. Yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And maybe it's another step towards supporting the... Um... The, the government cryptocurrency thing they're wanting to yep, do it's it's gonna be it's gonna be safety we can stop people from buying firearms that we don't think should be able to buy firearms it's gonna be a safety thing and every retard in who are they to determine who should they're our our gods come on should not 100 yeah. percent that yeah. we worship every day. 
Yeah, who are we they pledge, to say? We yeah. pledge we send our kids to pledge allegiance to them in school every day. No, no, not to these morons that are leading the country right now. We sure didn't do that. But anyways, um I'm sorry, did Stella did you have Stella, uh, allegiance Stella, to the flag. <laughs> of the United States of America, for which we stand, one nation yeah. under God, invisible with liberty and justice for all. But this is not in liberty and it is not in justice for all. That is a negative in regards to what we have going on today. So well, I say before we have no, just say Stella wants to say something. Thank you. <laughs> I was just going to say for maybe some new listeners or people who are just new to all this kind of thinking, I thought it might be worth um, just saying what ESG stands for, because we, we talk about ESG, but oh, yeah. sort of still, still don't quite understand what it is. So I'm just going to read it out. Mm. What is ESG in a nutshell? Environmental, social and governance investing refers to a set of standards for a company's behavior used by socially conscious investors to screen potential investments. In other words, if it doesn't win points with the environment, social climate, and the government, then it's basically out. Or you don't you don't get some that, credits. It gets a lot more involved, but that's I beg your pardon. Wikipedia. Uh no, it was just one of those drop down things quickly in uh Dr. Google here. Right. Uh, really, I was trying to find the shortest one. Definition, I didn't like it. Socially conscious. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about the stakeholders, um, return right. and investment and uh, control uh, of certain zones. Yeah. yeah it's, it's first, that's stakeholders instead of stockholders, basically, you know, the perceived Carbon footprint. Yeah. That's not, which was a term. Yeah. It was a term created by BP to put the uh, onus back onto the people and off the corporations. Uh, I was basically just showing like is how we are uh, being strangled and choked. Uh, Ism Kent, what were you going to say? You wanted to say something. Um, I don't think I had anything necessarily, um, but I think, I think there's something more to this, so it'll be interesting to, to see what happens. I recommend buying all your guns from some guy in the back of a truck in a parking lot. Hey, we found someone locally <laughs> that may or may not, you know, awesome. have some available. Mm. Or uh, anyways, okay. may, may not have purchased guns in that manner before. Yeah, say if may nothing or may else, not have, get a 3D printer, it. support our friend Sal the Agorist. Uh, 3D printers go burr, I think, is his website. Yeah. Um, no one, there's All no regulation. Done and traded, yeah, there's and no, sold. there's no regulation on 3D printers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right now, I just know that uh, I know yeah, about Kiel, as he does everything <laughs> by the book, 100% legally, and nothing under the table. There's nothing illegal about buying a gun from somebody out of the back of their car. Absolutely not. No. I, I think it's the best way to buy anything, personally. You, you know. ever had, you ever had, you ever had yeah, watermelon guns? Best yeah. roast beef I've ever had. You probably shouldn't buy watermelons in the back of somebody's car, but <laughs> where else would you buy a watermelon? It's in the back of a truck on the corner. That's it. It's illegal, the grocery it's store. It's illegal I don't know. for us, and it's probably illegal for Stella as well. 
Well, just on the subject of guns, I'm actually just wondering if we, if there might possibly, as another facet of what's just happened here, there might be another gun amnesty in the wings. Mm. Yeah. That will be the third one. That'll be another story for another day. Well, All right, but, you guys. Yes. With, with, Hold with on. Sex. When you say gun amnesty, what does that mean? Is that, are you talking about confiscation? Or... No, that's voluntary handing. And it's okay. incredible. The last one we had, which was the one after Port Arthur, the initial one, the second one was 70,000 guns, additional guns got handed in after the first amnesty. People what really does... just want eggplants up the peaches, don't they? Yeah. At what? Why? Why would you? Why did they? They're probably dangerous too. Was their peaches are loaded? Were they uh, deeming the guns illegal, and so they said, "Go ahead and hand them in, and we won't charge you with anything"? Or is that what it is? That was pretty much it. Yes. So the um, more than more than a single shot. Yeah. So military assault rifles, um, anything with a magazine. uh, With a magazine, every so basically, you just need to have a revolver that's like a six shooter. That, those are probably not legal either in Australia. Have a shotgun. A single shot shotgun, like yeah. a like a break breach. Anything that's be... like multiple, like if you hold the trigger down and it shoots multiple times, that yeah, you so can't. Automatic, that's automatic, whatever. So it has to be like an individual, like you have to cock it each time to get to. Correct, yeah. and um, I mean slingshots. Slingshots are illegal. You could you could still belt feed a bolt action rifle. That was I mean, you'd, you'd have it. to pull it a little bit, but well, we, we know from the JFK assassination how deadly they are. What about bow and arrows? Are they illegal? Crossbows. Ooh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. That might vary per state. I think uh, if you've got a rural property, there's slightly different laws as well feral pest control etc but yeah, i was uh, gonna say you guys live with literal monsters as wildlife it's yeah. wild that <laughs> yeah like yeah, i would yeah. need an ak what about snakes are okay you just or, don't bother them and they don't bother you i've seen those bird fucking eating spiders you guys got if that doesn't need a fucking automatic 12 <laughs> gauge round i don't know what does <laughs> the, I think the that's top, the amazon man. the top 10 <laughs> I think something like the top 10 most deadly snakes are in Australia, right? They are. Except for maybe Anaconda? the black one. Is that and in Australia? No, and they're all in government. And they're all in government. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Lower ah. the snake's belly. Nice one. <laughs> they wait till you're starving and then they come in and swallow you up. Shoot, shoot poison into you. <laughs> Jackie, we need more sound effects. Just suck you in a little bit at a time. <laughs> Ooh, okay. How are you yeah, guys? Might be time to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bonus for those those people that stuck to the end. We, uh, the, not okay. your mama's news. And you're welcome. After, after and hours. And if you want to see what was really going on, <laughs> click on Spotify to see um, and follow us on there. But please leave us a five star review on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify or a thumbs up or whatever Spotify does. But you can find us anytime and figure out what's going on at unionoftheunknowns.com. And I believe that I may be able to convince Ismcant to create us a Not Your Mama's News coffee mug. And if you want a t-shirt, please tweet at us or comment or whatever and let us know that is something you like because look, Stella 
from Australia is the one that created that logo as well as our other one. And you would only have the best by being able to wear what she created, the Mrs. Artistic uh, of everyone. No, <laughs> it did not fall over. I was wondering. <laughs> I did not fall over. I was letting everyone see Stella's logo. But anyways, have a fantastic evening, everyone. And go be blessed. Thanks for being here, for listening. <laughs> and we want to just say goodbye, everyone. Say bye, everyone. Bye, bye everyone. everyone. Bye everyone. <laughs> Is it can't? Bye everyone. I, I got it in there. <laughs> the Curse of I, Oak Island starts in 30 minutes. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.